Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Imagination, fantasy, daydream. How often we chide others and ourselves for wasting valuable time, for building castles in the air, when we should be concerned with the so-called practical things in life. Perhaps. But this pursuit of the will-o'-the-wisp is truly a safety valve. After all, how long would we endure if we had to live in the real world all of the time? Hello, Tom. What are you doing back in town? Visiting old friends? Well, as an old friend, I want to give you a piece of advice, George. Confess. To what? Murder. Why should I? It'll be good for your soul. Well, now, you ask the average person, and they'll tell you I don't have a soul. Our mystery drama, The Search for Myra, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Mandel Kramer and Marion Seldes. It is sponsored in part by Sinoff, the Sinoff Medicine. The light goes out. The years pass by. And what was it? What happened? It's so hard to remember. So easy to forget. Why bother? Janet? Janet? Janet! Where is that girl? I could have sworn she was sitting at her desk just a minute ago. Probably reading some book. I have put love behind me. I am free of that mistake. You shall seek and never find me. I have no heart for you to break. Oh... Oh, Mr. Hastings, uh, did you ring? I, I guess I didn't hear you. Um, uh, do you want me to take some dictation? I, uh, I, I thought I was still on my lunch hour. See, I eat in now because I'm going to college at night. I'm taking this course in new poetry, and I was just reading. What was that poem? I have put love behind me. Yes. I am free of that mistake. You shall seek and never find me. I have no heart for you to break. Do you like poetry, Mr. Hastings? Not really. Well, it's a required subject. Oh, you, you did ring for me, didn't you? Yes, I did. Oh, well, I, I'll just pick up my pad. I'll come right in. No, that's all right. I can dictate this right here. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> it's a funny thing about this poem. It's part of a group of poems. They don't even know who wrote them. Uh, just let me think for a minute. Now, this is to uh, Franklin K. Armstrong, mm -hmm. president of Southeastern State Institute of Technology. Dear President Armstrong, I am honored by your offer of an honorary degree. Mm -hmm. It is... Uh, if, if you'll excuse me, Mr. Hastings, mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't sound quite right. You know, honored and honorary. Oh, yes, yes, that's right, Myra. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's start again. Uh, dear President Armstrong... I am flattered uh, by your kindness in uh, considering me a candidate for an honorary degree. Does that sound too humble, Myra? You are right, Mr. Hastings. Of course I'm all right. Why shouldn't I be all right? Oh, that's the second time you've done it. Done what? Call me Myra. Myra? Why would I call you Myra? I, 
I don't know, Mr. Hastings. My name is Janet. I know your name is Janet. Do, um, do I happen to remind you of someone called Myra? I don't know anyone named Myra. Oh, well, it, it isn't important. I just thought I'd call it to your attention. Myra? Why would I call you Myra? George? Yes. Dinner ready? We're dining out. Have you forgotten? Oh, I always forget. That's because basically you're an old stick-in-the-mud stay-at-home. Only because, my dear Myra, you make my home a place of rare delight. What'd you call me? You just wait till you hear what I have to tell you, Myra. You're doing it again? The most fantastic... Why are you suddenly calling me Myra? Who's Myra? Myra? We've only been married 25 years. I should think you'd know my name by now. What are you talking about? What's my name? Ruth. Right. Now, let's go one step further. Who is Myra? I haven't the faintest idea. That isn't true. When a man calls his wife by another woman's name, the reason is usually quite obvious. Now, just mm, hold on. Suppose I were to call you Tom or Percy or Launcelot or anything but George. Ruth. What would your reaction be? Truthfully. So who is Myra? I don't know. I think you do. Darling, what are you building this into? Have you met any attractive ladies named Myra lately? No. Anyone at the office named Myra? No one anywhere. If it makes you feel any better, I also call Janet, my secretary, Myra. I tell you, it's nothing. Well, if it's nothing, why are you getting upset? I'm not upset. Then why don't you lower your voice? Because I'm in the privacy of my own home and I can talk as I please. I think it's time you went up and got dressed for dinner. None of that. None of what? None of that thin-lipped, well-bred, silent disapproval. I can't help it if I have thin lips. It's not a pretty feature, I admit. But it isn't my fault. Oh, for crying out loud. And I certainly shall not apologize for being well-bred. All right. And as far as silence is concerned. Why, <laughs> you make enough noise for both of us. I'm sorry. I know you are. And to save my immortal soul, I couldn't tell you why I called you Myra. Why don't you ask? Ask who? A psychiatrist. Psychiatrist? They never really help anybody. Now, that's not necessarily true. All right, look, I simply cannot imagine why I should have called you or Janet, Myra. But I did. And it's just one of those things, and why don't we forget all about it? Doctor, it's a very minor thing. Is it? So small, so unimportant, I even hesitated to make an issue of it. Big or small, the fact that you've come to see me demonstrates you are making an issue of it. All right, I'll tell you why. It's a foreign body. A foreign body? Yes. You see, I'm a chemist. I deal basically with formulations. Now, every ingredient, each element has its place and its function. You understand? I think so. Inside me... There is a foreign body, something that I don't understand. Who is Myra? You insist you don't know anyone by that name? No one at all. Now, why should I call my wife Myra and my secretary? Uh, tell me, am I, am I making too much of this? <laughs> Only you could know that. If my wife ever found out that I want to see a psychiatrist. Do you keep many things from your wife? No, no, no. Just, just hold on, Doctor. That's not why I'm here. No? No. I'm here to find out about someone called Myra. Now, what does this have to do with the things that I tell my wife? Well, what? I mean, what's your answer? I don't have any answers. 
You don't? No. Well, this is great. Why do you think I came here? To find the answers that seem so important to you. But you just said you don't have any. I don't. But you do. Me? Inside. Somewhere inside your mind, your heart, your psyche. The answers are waiting. They exist. But only you can discover them. How long will this take? A week, a month, a year, or perhaps never. It all depends on how deeply you bury them. Or how truly you wish to find them. Shall we begin? Begin what? The search. The search for Myra. Where do we start? Anywhere. Well, what do you want me to do? Whatever you think you should. Well, tell me. I have nothing to tell you. I have no answers. Well, ask me something. I mean, what is it I'm supposed to do? Is, is it all right if I move around? Doctor, just start me off somewhere. I... Yeah, I was a little kid, as far back as I can remember. And there was a sandbox, and there was a maid who took care of me. Her name was Julia. And there was this little... This little girl in a red pinafore, runny-nosed, nasty little girl who kept hitting me with her shovel. I was three years old, Doctor. That was 47 years ago, and I remember it. And that kid's name was Lois. You want me to go on? Okay. Kindergarten names. Let's see, there was Harriet, Jenny, Mary Lee, Eleanor. And Rachel. All the names through school. Melissa, Bertha, Alice, Beatrice, Eunice. I didn't think it was possible. But I have listed as closely as I can remember the name of every woman I have known in my life. Every woman? Every name I can remember. Casual acquaintance, a clerk in a store, a waitress, a girlfriend, anyone, everyone. Those I may have met casually, those I knew intimately, those who were important, those I met just in passing, everyone. Except Myra. There is no Myra. I, I, I've racked my brain. She must come from somewhere. I've cut through the years. Names, faces, they come at me like a montage in a movie. Twenty years ago, I shared a taxi in Dayton, Ohio, with a woman named Corinne Davis. Ask me what's so remarkable about that. Go ahead, ask me. I'll tell you. We were strangers coming in from the airport. We never even spoke a single word. I happened to notice the name tag on her valise. I'm pulling names out of everywhere. Why can't I account for Myra? Why can't I remember Myra? Why don't you stop trying? Stop trying to remember? Evidently, it isn't working. Well, how will I remember if I don't try? Instead of trying to remember who she is, why don't we try to discover why you should have thought about her today? Why? Suddenly, you found yourself calling your secretary Myra. And then you called your wife Myra. Does this suggest anything? No. Your secretary is how old? 21, 22. And your wife? 48. And you call both of them Myra. Was Myra a young girl you wanted to marry? I don't even know who she is. 
Marry and live with and grow older with? I don't know how to answer that. Myra is the woman in your life. Maid and matron. I tell you, I don't know any Myra. You're not telling it to me. You're telling it to yourself. Why? Why do you insist that you don't know Myra? Why have you rejected Myra? You have gone through a virtuoso performance. You've listed well over 100 women. You weren't trying to remember their names. You were trying to forget hers. That isn't true. Myra is emerging. She has emerged from the shadows. And each time you speak the name of any of the other women who were in and out of your life, it's an attempt to drive Myra back into limbo. Why? I don't know why. What happened? What did your secretary do that, that made you look at her and say, Myra? Was it a look in her eyes? The way she wore her hair? Her dress? Her perfume? A tone in her voice? Her... Her voice? Yes? Her voice. She said... I remember Myra said... I have put love behind me. I am free of that mistake. You shall seek and never find me. I have no heart for you to break. Myra? These were supposed to be the lines of an unknown poet. Or so we were told. When we heard them for the first time. Obviously, our friend George hasn't heard those lines for the first time. And if you're an old-timer on this show, or even a new recruit, you know perfectly well that Myra wrote them. But who is Myra? Ah, for this, we must all await the second act. Romantic poets of the long ago were enamored of the name Sylvia. She was indeed a paragon of virtue and beauty. Shakespeare in particular wrote, Who is Sylvia? What is she? That all the swains commend her? And so forth. Actually, you never really find out. We, on the other hand, are asking, Who is Myra? And with two acts to go, we have a pretty good chance to find out. A poem of love, Mr. Hastings. And you still say you don't know who Myra is. Myra. You shall seek and never find me. I have no heart for you to break. What does that mean? I don't remember, Doctor. But it did have a meaning once. A very personal, even a poignant meaning. I don't remember. What a superb effort of will. How you fought to blot that woman from your memory, and you did. Until someone, quite by accident, brought her to mind. And then all your defenses were swept away. You remember her now, don't you? Now you know who she is. Yes. She was always there, hidden just beneath the surface. How you had to struggle to keep her out of sight. What a strain it must have been to fight, to forget her every day of your life. Yes. 
Yes, it was. Obviously, she's the one you loved and still do. Yes. Why didn't you marry Myra? Her father, Ruthie's father, had the money. I see. I didn't have a dime. I waited on tables. I ran the boilers in a power plant. Ruthie was my chance. She wasn't beautiful like Myra. She wasn't even pretty, but it wasn't her fault. She came from a very thin family. Very long, very spare, very thin. But one thing about them wasn't thin. Her father's wallet. Uh, therefore, you married Ruthie. Well, it made sense. Myra, what was Myra? College romance. She wanted me to starve to death as a schoolteacher. Mold young minds. Have an effect on the world. But I'm not a failure, Doctor. I built a great business. You've heard of Hastings Chemical? Yes. Well, that's me. And I'm even getting an honorary degree. It's, it, it's for a synthetic flavoring. Well, that's also important, isn't it? Whatever is important to you is important. Well, it's even important for humanity. Now, what about Myra? Myra? Nothing. I've lived without Myra for all these years. No, you've lived with her in your mind. Well, I'm just... I'm just going to have to face reality. Now that it's out in the open, I can just forget all about it. Thank you very much, Doctor. It's beautiful, George, but... Uh, but what? Nobody should flaunt jewelry these days. A necklace like this? Everybody will turn to look. Mm -hmm. Including all the jewel thieves in the country. You don't like it? I love it. But you didn't have to buy it. Yes, I did. And you didn't have to get me that brooch last week either. Ruth, how would you like to fly to Paris for the weekend? We were just away, remember? Well, that's right, but what's the difference? We have a lot to make up for. Twenty-five years? I love you, Ruth. Finally? Ruth. I always loved you. Was Myra beautiful? Will you forget about Myra? Oh, I would if I could. I know how it was, George. She was beautiful, but she was poor. She must have been, otherwise you would have married her. On the other hand, I was homely, but I was rich. You weren't homely. Oh, thank you. Yes, I probably could have gotten a husband on my own. After the really attractive girls had skimmed the cream, I'd have found somebody. But I wanted the cream, too. I wanted a man who was spectacular, like you. Oh, I wasn't all that great. So I said to Daddy, I want George Hastings. Buy me George Hastings. And he did. So I got what I wanted. So, really, I should have no complaints. And didn't you get what you wanted? Money, position, power? Yes. Mm, there's a law. It must have been made in heaven. And it says you can't have everything. You can't have all those things. And Myra, too. Let's go out to dinner. No, I liked it better the other way. What other way? When you kept us separate. Myra. And me. What are you talking about? I was your wife. You went through the motions. You didn't pretend to love me. That was the part of you you saved for Myra. What do you want me to do? Don't give me any more jewelry except on my birthday. And don't shower with gifts and trips and flowers because here's what I think of them. Myra! Yes! Myra! Oh, look at you. I have never seen you so emotional, so filled with passion. And whose name do you speak? Hers. I'm sorry. Why don't you go to her? I can't. Why not? What have you got to lose? 
My father's dead. The factory is yours. You can do as you like. Go to her? Oh, I see you're afraid. What are you talking about? Of course you're afraid. Afraid of what? All these years there hasn't been a single moment that you haven't thought about her. That's not true. Oh, no. But the question is, does she still think of you? You're afraid to face that possibility. What if she's happy without you? What if you're only a dim and distant occasional memory or perhaps nothing at all? Go back and see. No. All right? It's up to you. But I can tell you this. You won't have me anymore. Ruth. I say you won't have me. You never had me. You could have, but you never wanted me. I want you now. Oh, no, you don't. You're willing to make believe I'm Myra. And you'll give me everything. Oh, it's very tempting. But I'm somebody, too. Don't leave me. How can I leave you? I was never with you. There was never any room for me. You were always with Myra. Go back to her, George. I can't. You've been married for 25 years. 26, yes. Your marriage goes on. Your life goes on. The days come and go by the hundreds, by the thousands. So many days. And then one day, you just say no. I don't want this anymore. My husband never loved me. Please, Ruth. I'm almost 50 years old. I'm not a beauty, but I'm a person of substance. Maybe I can find someone to love me. I'm going to try. So you just go back to your Myra. Ruthie, listen. Goodbye, George. I loved you, but it's over. You never loved me, and it's too late to try. Sheriff, I guess I was pushing it a bit. I don't give a lot of tickets, but when I see somebody doing 80... It's Tom. Tom Calders. George Hastings. Well, you might tear up that ticket for old time's sake. For old time's sake, I should give you two of them. Are you still sore at me, Tom? May I see your license, please? Oh, come on. And your registration. <laughs> All right. You know, Tom, it was almost 30 years ago. Well, I'll let you go this time with just a warning. Is that all you have to say to me? So you've come back. I wonder why. Maybe it's to make a statement. What kind of a statement? You and I both know what kind, George. Look, you had your chance, Tom, and she had her choice. She chose me, that's all. I can't understand why you'd come back here. I can't imagine who'd be glad to see you. Now, why don't you turn right, just up ahead? It's a new road. It's built since your time. A shortcut to the interstate. Go back where you belong, George. Look, this is also my hometown. Just don't expect anybody to kill the fatted calf. Yes, hello. Mrs. Kendall? Oh, yes, I'm Mrs. Kendall. Don't you remember me, Mrs. Kendall? 
Are you selling something? No. Well, most people come by or want me to buy something, you know. Mother Kendall, don't you remember me? Well, I, I don't need very many things anymore. It's George. George? Yes. George Hastings. Oh, uh, well, Tom Calders will stop by and say hello. Maybe once a month, Harry Jones will cut the grass, trim things. I, I used to be able to do it myself, but I can't anymore. And I don't like to ask Myra. Myra? Oh, poor thing. She works so hard. She still lives here? Oh, yes, yes. She isn't married or anything? Oh, no, no. She's taking care of her old mother. And you don't remember me? George Hastings? George Hastings. Oh, it's so hard to remember. Sometimes it, it's as if you're, you're reading and suddenly the light goes out. You're in the dark. You, you can't see. George Hastings. I was going to marry Myra. Were you? Don't you remember? Oh, sometimes I remember everything. And sometimes I can't remember anything. And most things get so mixed up. Is Myra at home? Oh, yes. Would you ask her if she'd like to see George Hastings? George Hastings. George? Yes. Ask her if she'll see me. Well, why wouldn't she see you? After the way I treated her? George. Oh, a man like you can get away with anything. And you know why? Because you're so handsome. You know what I always say to Myra. It's a good thing you're my daughter because he's so good-looking. I'd, I'd try to steal him for myself. Do you really think she'd see me? Oh, George. After what I did to her? But it was only a silly lover's quarrel. But I left her. And you're back. You're here now. Does anything else matter? Come on inside. Why are we standing here? Then walk right into the parlor. And here, here's your favorite chair. Please, sit down. Thank you. And after a while, we'll have a glass of your favorite lemonade. Uh, Myra! Myra, will you come down? Myra? Uh, did she answer, George? <laughs> I, I'm so hard of hearing now. Uh, Myra! Yes, Mother? Uh, come downstairs, dear. We have a guest. Isn't it, Mother? Yes. <laughs> I, I think I heard her. How is she? How is she? Why? How do you expect her to be? Well, it's been a long time. Yes. When you're in love, every separation seems to last forever, even if it's only overnight. Is she still beautiful? Well, why shouldn't she be beautiful? Hello? Hello, dear. You have a guest. Hello, George. Myra. Yes, it's Myra. You, you can't be Myra. <laughs> Who else could I be? Well, you should... You should be her daughter. Her daughter? Why do you say that? Well, you, you, you can't be Myra. You, you can't be a day over 21. But I am Myra. What happened to you? What happened? Or... What didn't happen? Take your pick. What did happen to make her become younger? Or what didn't happen to make her grow older? Some women admittedly appear young for their age. But a woman of 50 cannot possibly pass for 21, especially without the magic of lighting and cameras and makeup. But here she is, and here we are, waiting as usual for the third act. He saw a picture of a girl on a Grecian vase, and of her he said, 
she wilt be forever fair. It's true. That lady is at least 2,500 years old, and she's still as pretty as she was the day the artist painted her. However, flesh and blood ladies are less fortunate. They grow older with every passing minute, and after a while, they must show their years. Is it possible that the Myra Kendall who is 50 is exactly the same as the Myra Kendall who was 21? Now, why don't I just go inside and fix us some nice, cool lemonade? Myra? Yes, George. I'm Myra. I can't believe it. I knew you'd come back, George. I always knew it. I should never have left. Oh, yes, you should have. Don't say that. It was for the best, that other girl. What was her name? Ruth. Her father had the money to give you what you wanted. Now I know I wanted you. But you see, darling, the timing is everything. Had you chosen me then, you would have regretted it. Never. Oh, yes. You would have gotten tired of me. So you chose the money, and in time, you became tired of the money. And now, instead of walking out on me, you're walking out on her. Myra, Myra. You wanted two things in this life. You wanted me, and you wanted wealth. And by choosing wealth first... You're now able to have both of us. Myra, Myra, why are you still so young? Young? Yes, you have the look, the, the, the freshness of a young girl. I'm always young to you, George. Always fair, ever lovely. Age will never mar thy face. Only spring and early summer, thy everlasting living place. We are young. We live forever a dream of never-ending youth. We have sought and found the secret. Love is our eternal truth. Oh, you remembered. Why are you still so young? I'm only young in your eyes, George. You are in mine. I'm not young in my eyes. I'm 50, and I look it, I feel it. No, no, I'm not dreaming. I see you as I saw you on that last day. The day I left you. Everything about you. Look, the skirt you're wearing. It's the same. It is, isn't it? <laughs> and the blouse. And it's still fresh-looking and new. It doesn't look 30 years old. You became very successful, didn't you, George? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, you should be proud of it. I feel as if I've wasted my oh, life. Oh, George, you became rich. Famous. But I didn't have you. You have me, George. You have me. No. No, I've grown old without you. And look how young, how beautiful you still are. Why would you want me? Because I love you, George. After everything I did? Do you remember Professor Gordon's physics class? Do you remember... Professor Gordon? Physics? I took physics just so I could be with you. We were the only two people who ever held hands in a physics class. I remember what Professor Gordon said about matter. He defined matter as something that could neither be created nor destroyed. It just exists. Well, you could substitute love in that definition. Where love doesn't exist, it can't be created. And where it does exist, it can't be destroyed. But it can be put behind you. Oh, oh that. Yes, that. I have put love behind me. I am free of that mistake. You shall seek and never find me. I have no heart 
for you to break. <laughs> that was the last poem I ever wrote. I know. I wrote it on that last morning. Do you know you're becoming famous? That is, your poetry is. Oh, yes. Tom Calder found a whole bunch of my stuff and he showed it to the professor in the English Lit Department at college. Why didn't you let the world know that you wrote them? I never wanted publicity, you know that. I, I was always so afraid of it. You know, Tom Calder, I saw him today. He wanted to give me a ticket. Oh, well, there was never any love lost between you. Well, he knew me first. And... You still see him? No. I don't see anyone. What, what have you been doing with yourself? I've been waiting for you to come back to me. Oh, would you answer that, George, and I'll go and give Mother some help with the lemonade. All right. Hello? Is that you? Who's this? Tom Calder. What are you doing there? Now, just hold on, Tom. I don't think that's any of your business. Haven't you done enough? Must you continue to persecute that poor woman? Look, did you wish to speak to anybody? Well, I certainly didn't wish to speak to you. No, I guess not. Mother's having a little headache. She went upstairs to lie down. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's on the phone? Tom Calder. Oh, yeah, he calls Mother frequently, just to check. He's a very good person. George, why are you holding my hand like that? Do you mind? No. Why are you staring at it? Why are you so young? I just look young. No, no, there's a difference. George, do you remember the last day? Yes. I'm glad. No, I'm not. I never... I've never gone on a boat ride since. Oh, let's go now. Now? Yeah, why not? You really want to? Yes, because this time it'll be the best. We're together again, in love again. Is there still a boat? Oh, why shouldn't there be? Oh, it's been almost 30 years. Oh, but a lot of people tie their boats up down at the dock. Now they wouldn't mind if we'd borrow one for a bit. Oh, come on. All right, if you're sure you want to go. Oh, I do. Except if you happen to have bad news for me, like you did the last time. Oh, darling, I have no bad news for you. I'll never have bad news for you again. Well, let's go. Mrs. Kendall? Mrs. Kendall! Yes? Who are you? Mrs. Kendall, it's me, Tom. Oh, yes, Tom, Tom. I, uh, I just stopped by to see if everything's okay. Oh, yeah, things are just fine. It's, it's just that he's in town. He? George Hastings. Oh, oh, George, of course. And I know he's been out here to see you. Oh, yes, 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 he's been here. Well, that took considerable nerve on his part. Nobody could blame you if you just threw him out of the house. Oh, no. They were getting along so beautifully. Who's they? They? Myra and George. Myra? Well, certainly, Myra. But Myra... What's about Myra? Nothing. Y you were going to say something about Myra? No, I, I wasn't. Now, don't say that to me, Tommy Calder. I was your kindergarten teacher. I know you well enough. Now, what were you going to say about Myra? <laughs> don't make me say it again. Say what again, Tommy? What I had to say to you 30 years ago. Your hair turned white. You never got over it. Now, what were you going to say about Myra? She... She, she's dead. Oh, she's dead, is she? Yes, Mrs. Kendall. She's, she's dead. You may be a sheriff, 
and wear a shiny silver badge and sport a gleaming nickel-plated revolver, but you don't know everything. I'm sorry, Mrs. Kendall. She died 30 years ago. Is that a fact? She went with George, and she fell out of the boat and drowned. <laughs> that was quite a story. All these years, you just couldn't accept it. I'm, I'm sorry you forced me to say it again, because... I'll never be able to prove it, but I know George killed her. He threw her out of the boat. Oh, poor Tommy. You say Myra's dead. She's dead for you because you could never have her. And you have to tell yourself that the man who took her away is the man who had to kill her. It's the truth. Yes. For you, it's the truth. But if you want the real truth, Tommy, if you can face it, go up to the lake. The lake? I heard them say they were going there. Up to the lake. Go there and face the truth. Beautiful, just drifting here. I'd forgotten what it was like. And you've come back to me, George? Yes. I've come back. It's as if I'd never left you. You're the same. You're exactly the same. Have you really come back to me? I'm here. What is it you want to tell me? I want to tell you I love you. What else? Yes, the last time we were in a boat on this lake, you told me you were leaving me. I know. But that was long ago. I never believed you'd stay with me. I was too happy. No human being has the right to so much happiness. I knew you'd leave me. That's why I wrote the poem. I didn't write it that last morning. I wrote it the first night. Even then, at the beginning, I knew that it would end. Myra, I didn't mean to. What chance did I have? I was a town girl given a scholarship, tolerated at a wealthy college. I had no chance against her. All that money. And that's what you wanted. That's what I thought I wanted. Oh, you still want it. I've come back here. Have you? Oh, Myra... Myra, now I know why you're still young. It's what's inside you. All the love, the hope. No, no, George. I'm young to you because this is how I looked on the last day of my life. Don't say that. But why not? It's true. This is the spot. The very place. The deepest part of the lake. And there's a kind of whirlpool just below the surface... It pulls you down, down, deep down. Oh, believe me, Myra, I made the wrong choice. All I want is you. Is that true? Yes. I only want to be with you. Then come with me. Come home with me. I want to. Come to where I live, here, in the lake, on the bottom of the lake. Oh, dearest. Will you come and live with me, be with me? Oh, Myra. Come home with me, George. I'm so young, so much in love with you. 
Come with me, George. Hey! Don't stand up on that boat! Come to me, George. Come to me. Hey, George! You're crazy! I'm waiting, George. Waiting. Sit down! Waiting for you, George, with all my love. Yes, Myra. And still so young. Don't leave me, I'm Myra. Don't go. I'm not leaving you. Come with me, George. Come home with me. George! No! Don't! And so he found Myra, finally, and just where he had left her. Because we are romantics at heart, we will let the story end here, at the last reunion of two lovers. For as the poet said, in the end, those who love will be together. Love is the only immortality. I shall return shortly. Life goes on a predictable, almost preordained path. Routine is the common lot of mankind. Every day, the same thing. And then, suddenly, someone says a single word, and the world is turned upside down. And in this case, the word is a name. And the name was Myra. Our cast included Mandel Kramer, Marion Seldes, Carol Titel, and Cork Benson. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. For another adventure in the macabre. Pleasant dreams. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater.